Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the It's All Cobblers to Me preview show. I'm Danny Brothers and I'm here with my good friend Charles Commons as we look ahead to this weekend's visit from those Wagmeites to Crawley Town, Charles. Yeah. And you're going to be there. Daddy. <laughs> I will be there, yes. I will be there, yes. The, those Wagmeites, that, that nearly yeah. uh, caused you a cropper, that, didn't it? Yeah, well, it, it <laughs> almost caused me a Roy Cropper, you're right. <laughs> uh, I don't know where it came from. I no. think we've just been talking about Wagme in the pre- in the lot of prelude chat to this with our with our guest who we're going to bring in later. Um, and I ju- it just came into my head and it went wrong. I think I don't think I'll be using it again. No, I don't blame you for making that decision <laughs> early doors either, Danny. No. <laughs> also, it's for the first time I don't think I've written an introduction, so I just kind of went into it with Good no. Done. <laughs> off the cuff and exactly if you want more of that listen to uh, the basement tales come and join us on patreon for don't hang on a minute absolute... <laughs> you you do more prep for the basement tales than you do for this daddy <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's more carnage though it's yeah, what i'm saying it's more, carnage, more yeah, of that carnage right. um we've got to talk about a tuesday night game yay tuesday night special under the lights up at harrogate a uh, bit of betty's tea beforehand had we had a little bit too many too much betty's tea too many scones. Too yeah. many scones, do you think? Too many carbs, Four. definitely. I yeah, 1-1. One, one. Took the lead. Um, <sighs> Mitch, Mitch and Old Pinnock with a long ranger. Nestled into the net. We're all up off our chairs celebrating. We're like, here we go. Three more points. We're back up and rolling again. At that point, Stevenage were losing as well, I think, at that point. So we we were quids in. 30 <laughs> seconds later, just sat down. Harrogate score. And oh. uh, it, it all went a bit stodgy after that. I don't, I don't know what to make of that game, if I'm being honest, Danny, because the first, what, I'd say 15-odd minutes, we looked really good, and we were definitely, definitely the better side. And then all of a sudden, it got to 20 minutes, and it just kind of stopped happening the way that it had been for the first bit. Um, Chesie in our WhatsApp group said, oh, same old, same old, get to 20 minutes and we all fall apart. I didn't necessarily think that that was strictly fair, but 
I, I see what she means in terms of 20-minute period of goodness, followed by 70-odd minutes of meh. Yeah. It, the the annoyance is that you could tell how, like, this isn't to try and blow our trumpets and stuff, but you could tell how much better we were technically than them. Like, on the ball, comfortable on the ball, passed mm. it around. We technically a better team than them, but for whatever reason, it just wasn't coming together. It's, no, it's like it so because they they literally had one player. I felt in the goal scorer Armstrong, and Luke Armstrong, yeah, great player. Essentially, yeah. that was it. That was all it was. That was all they had, and yet that's all they needed. Essentially, to mm. really, you know, just just ruin everything for yeah. us. But I, I thought, mean, um, yeah, I thought I thought Will Hondemark had a good game. It probably. I, and I've been quite critical of him before, not critical, but just not really like seeing what he can bring yet, and you, you weren't not a fan. quite sure about him yet. You'd but... written Fiat John off like <laughs> a. I haven't written him off. Terrible. Just, what, <laughs> just wasn't sold on, on, on Fiat John yet. You'd, you called him a larder. larder. That's what you did. You called him I a did larder. Not called him a larder. You did. I've got. That's about as true as the Keith Cole blog. <laughs> um, but I thought he, I thought he was. He held the midfield together really well. Like Matwazi usually does, and he, he's got forward quite a bit. And as soon as he came off, as soon as Apare came off, we just lost that control. Mm. And I, the, the Apare <sighs> substitution for me was the strange one and the annoying one, really, because mm. he was having he had a really good game, didn't he, at the weekend against Colchester? I felt, and he was playing well as the focal point of our attack in the opening twenty minutes, and. I, I just don't know. I, 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 it can only be risk of tiredness and stuff. Saturday, Tuesday, can't it? That's the only thing I think of because yeah. as soon as you bring Yang Yi on, it's automatically a lump up to him. And oh. like, to be fair to him, he almost well, I say almost scored. He won a header in the box that went in the general direction of the goal. I was going to say I, I was <laughs> really confused as when he almost scored because I don't remember that happening at all. It looked but... like it might have been going on for a second. No, don't think don't that. Um, <laughs> I, I, right. This is the one bit that I really categorically did not have a good time watching. And I think Mm -hmm. I speak for the vast majority of Cobblers fans in this. As soon as Yangi came on and DiMaggio Wright-Phillips came on at the same time, didn't he? Double sub. Mm -hmm. Which was nice because it was, what, 60 minutes in? That's what I've been crying out for, yeah. 30 good minutes. That's Mm -hmm. what, you know, we all wanted from DWP. The problem was, and I, I don't blame him for this, but Yengi, as soon as he came on, all of a sudden, the only thing that we did was hoof it high and long. That was it. There was no real attempt, I felt, to to carry on playing the way that we had been, which is to, you know, pass it around and try and break through the lines. It just mm. didn't happen anymore. And it was yeah. so frustrating that that was the case and that that was happening because all the rhythm went. Harrogate just basically went, yeah, we'll head everything away, no problem at all, and we'll even do us some do some counter attacks, and it just we went back to that whole safety first thing that you know we've we've moaned about over recent weeks, especially at Rochdale. Yeah. It, it was a carbon copy essentially of that game, but you're right. When Mitch Pinnock scored, I thought, here we go, we're away. Watch the confidence go back up again. We'll get two or three now. It'll be fine. And had we not been so sloppy, 
less than 60 seconds later, I think we would have gone on and scored another two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's frustrating. Again, like we seem to be... It's a weird position to be in because we're still two points off third. Now, you would have said this at the start of the season. You would have been, yeah, right, I'll take that, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> you'd take that all day long. Um, all day, so still, every day. Still be in the mix. But I think the, the issue now is teams are going to come up behind us as well. Um, and it's, can we hold on and can we keep that pressure on the top three or not? It's it, it's going to be difficult, but I think Saturday is going to be a must win. Mm-hmm. As Tuesday night was, I wanted six points from these two games. I'm not going to get it now. Um yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's. I'm just not seeing again where the consistency is in terms of how we're going to catch the likes of Carlisle and Stevenage when they seem to be playing their way back into a little bit of form again now. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not giving up full hope yet. I, I I've seen a lot said by fans, and there is definitely a little bit of. Um, it might be time for Brady to go creeping in. We had our very first Brady out um, three-word review. Obviously, there was another word there, Danny, before you get I was going to say, uh, yeah. Well, uh, I, I saw I saw one that had brackets. Oh, one with brackets. Were yeah. you happy about that? Or? No, because it, no. it was brackets and then three words. Oh, terrible. Outrageous. Um, <laughs> um But yeah, so we had our first disgruntlement at the manager and, and we're requesting he be relieved of duties yeah. after Tuesday night's game. I personally am, yeah, I'm, I'm still trying to be positive and I'm tr- still trying to see the positives. And like we've had the news today that Ben Fox and Tyler McGlure are definitely out for the rest of the season with their injuries. Sean McWilliams is going to be out for a, a period of time, I think is the, the phrase that was used. Um, there's at least six others who were definitely out, including Josh Harrop, news that I'd actually missed. Um, but news that we've actually signed him? Or news no, 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 <laughs> that he was, he was injured. Uh, right, no, okay. I, I knew we'd signed him, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the injury situation isn't good. It's, it's not, not great at all. I mean, I appreciate that some people are unwilling to use that as any form of excuse. And I think that's because of how much better we are strength-wise in the squad this year compared to years before. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, you know, the starting eleven should still be good enough to to go and get us results. Yeah, and it, like I say it was on Saturday, on Tuesday it was it was good enough to go and get go and get that win. Yeah, it was absolutely. I agree. Um so yeah, I just kind of <sighs> I think I, I think we have to sort of still give a little bit of acknowledgement to the injury issues that we've got. Now, the question is, is how much are those stoppable, preventable in the first place? Um, you know, I think Tyler McGlaw's injury was a contact one. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure Ben Fox's was as well. Um, but... I have read uh, in the Chronicle and Echo that there are quite a few muscle injuries around. Mm. Um, is there a question to be asked about why that is? We 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 don't know. Don't you know? We're not privy to how training is or anything like that. And I'm not suggesting that there's anything wrong with the way that training is. But I, I you know, and I'm sure this is exactly the question that the club 
staff are asking as well is what can we do to prevent these injuries um but one thing that i'll say is that we have seemingly signed a lot of players who come to the club having had a long-term injury that they're recovering from so should we really be that surprised that they're suffering with further injuries yeah that's always the risk isn't it yeah there is that risk so but anyway i'm trying to remain positive I think yeah. we are good enough as a squad, and I think we we th- there is still a chance. We are not a million yeah. miles away from the automatics. It might feel like we are because you know the last ten games haven't yielded the greatest results and points haul, but it's not like we're seventeenth and miles. Yeah, off. exactly. And I, th- I think if you look at it from other clubs' point of view, if you're looking at it now and you even hear the words like um, our Crawley fans listening into this, he's probably thinking. Why Why are you talking about sacking the manager or the even question about sacking the manager? You look at it from the outside, you think that's ridiculous. Um, and it is a little bit ridiculous, but I think there's just frustration creeping in now because of what we could be and what we can be and how good we can be and how good the players are. We know what they've been. Like if, if they'd have been like this all season, we would have been potentially asking a little bit more questions about the summer recruitment or all that kind of stuff. But you know, we're fourth, we're been third fourth for the last couple of seasons and I think it's just a little bit of frustration creeping in where like I said before we just need a couple of wins to to get us back and if we even once go back above that line again then it starts creeping towards 40 games yeah you you, you start to get a little bit more excited I think at games don't you when, when it's getting late in the season and we've just got to hang on in there somehow Get pick up the wins where we need to pick up the wins, and, and just be. I just want to see us with a bit more conviction. I think to go and kill games off and be like ruthless, like we were being at this se- this time last season, um, and to go and finish teams off. Yeah, but, uh, we'll see. Prime example yeah. coming up on exactly. Saturday where we face a team who have not lost. Oh, sorry, have not won <laughs> away from home all Don't season. Do this, Daddy. Charles, Don't do they it. haven't won. <laughs> they haven't won. They have not won away all season. So I'm sure everything's going to be absolutely fine. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, brilliant. Nothing's going to happen. Mean... Nothing's going to go wrong there. <laughs> oh, Danny Brothers, ladies and gentlemen, Danny Brothers. <laughs> yes, there we go. Nothing. Everything's going to be absolutely fine. Historically, this kind of thing has never happened before, where uh, teams had a bad run and and. No. Uh, was it, was it late in Orient that hadn't won and then <laughs> yeah. won at our yeah, place, didn't win for a like... year again and then came back to us <laughs> a year later and won again? A year later. Yeah. Amazing Brilliant. scenes. Outstanding. <laughs> uh, on that note, yeah, should we take a quick break to listen to some ads? Yes, and let's. come back with, uh, with our Crawley fan. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to the preview show. Time to bring in our guest now then. Please welcome Crawley fan Stephen Dimmock. How are you doing, Stephen? Uh, yeah, good, thanks. You? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. We've um, no, just been moaning about, yeah, we're moaning about being fourth. It's probably not, oh. not the easiest thing to come to come in on. Uh. <laughs> well, I, I think uh, I'll snap your hand, or I'll snap both yeah. your hands off for that at the, at the moment. I think, <laughs> I think that's pretty. That's uh, pretty saying it lightly. Yeah. Um, where do we start with this season? It's been an absolutely mad one. Uh, for, for starting with Wagme, we're probably probably best place to start with. When you like first hear about this new group coming in from America from the outside, we you know we we think what on earth is going on here? Uh, from a, from a sense of the Crawley fans in the summer and when it was all happening, you, they were kind of thinking, let's give them a chance, let's you know see what happens. What what did you make of it when you very first heard the news about the takeover? Um, because I, I heard about what happened uh, when they were the group that, that when they tried to buy Bradford City, and then mm-hmm. so obviously when that when I heard about that, I was pretty I was pretty weary of the old ideas because um, that didn't really work out for all. I mean, I'm a little bit nervous. Is it going to be? Is it going to go all right? Like I think it could end up going either one way or the other. Um, and then so, and then after that, well, the summer, the summer went. Well, it seemed like it was going all fine when Telford was signed, and um, and even like some some of the gets a few of the preseason games looked pretty decent as well. Like I thought we were we did alright. And then, well, and then as soon as we got to the league, it just all it's just been a car crash since. Well, basically, since since the uh, the thirtieth of July. Yeah, so it's was it one win in your first twelve games, uh, and that Kevin that meant that Betsy yeah. Betsy um, ended up going. Did all right yeah, for the next best. month and a half. I think we had when we had Lewis Young in interim charge. We got I think mm. the majority of our points have come came from that from that run of games, and then yeah. he was then let go because they said about how. Well, basically, their reasoning for it was, oh, um, we didn't have as many shots as the opposition in some of the games, and it's like, well, <laughs> one of them was against Burnley, who are, who who are uh, top miles ahead in top of the championship at the moment, <laughs> and then the other one was an FA Cup game against Accrington Sandy, and I think the other side, I think they were like Bradford away, which we we didn't lose that one, and also Barrow at home, which we managed to beat them, so there was. So that one was very weird, and then they had uh, Matthew Everington came in. Uh, he only lasted a month before he walked out, and then um, Scott Lindsay has joined in about mid mid January. But um, but yeah, but there's an awful. I think uh, I think I've only just like very lightly scratched the surface the surface mm. as to what's um, what exactly has uh, gone on and the whole reasons behind. Um, it's a pretty catastrophic season so far. Mm, because Lewis Young coming in, he was it was interim, so he was never officially announced as manager, was he? It was always interim. No, right? no, he was always yeah. interim caretaker, whatever you, whatever you want to call it. But. Yeah. So he's got um, 12 points out of your 26 
total came from him, from him one three three three, lost one. You must have just all been clamouring for him to get the job full time, wasn't you? I think some of the players were as well, definitely. Mm. Um, and then it seemed like as soon as when that happened, I don't know whether that. I think it was from that day onward where everything just seemed to go under like a downward spiral, and um, it just seemed like it was just chaos. After like there was the whole thing with. The, the whole Tom Nichols transfer saga that happened as well that was hanging over like the, the whole of December and then when and then the, uh, and then the day after he it was announced he was being sold to Gillingham that was when Matthew Everington walked out so it was like and that was like what the heck is going on here like and then um, uh, yeah and there's been a lot of other things like um, Chris Galley accidentally putting the whole squad on the transfer list. Um, <laughs> One of one of the uh, one of the owners thinking it was a good idea to sit in the dugout for a game. Um, one another one had a uh, had to put an embarrassing Twitter rant uh, that he that got deleted since, but it's still like it's still up. You'll be able to still find it on other other websites and all that. But um, yeah, and then um, I thought, and there's also mixed in with some pretty some very very lackluster performances as well, and of and results, and uh, yeah, it's not 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 been very good, been quite been quite excruciating at times to watch. Mm. Was the um, Etherington walking out? Was that something to do with Nichols leaving the way he left? Because I know there was a couple of players as well that came out, wasn't there? After that, that was wondering what on earth was going on. When, um, I don't know. Left. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that. I don't think they fully said they didn't say specifically why. Apart from apart from oh, they agreed it wasn't the right fit, which uh, I, I do find that a bit dubious, to be honest. Like because I only appointed him a month ago, but yeah. um, and there's also I think to be honest, I have to wait and really hear what he has to say. Like if he if he's going to come on start anything soon, if he is allowed to say why why he left, then maybe find out. But I don't really know. I don't really know myself. To say it's not really worth. It's not worth speculating until when. Until when it's actually been said. So, I'll leave it at that. But it was very, very, very weird. Is this the point, sort of at the end of December as well, when you just start thinking everything's just going wrong? Like where where do we turn now? You you got players um, questioning sales of other players. You have got managers walking out all the stuff to do with the ownership. So you're just thinking at this point, what what do what do we do? <laughs> it was it, it did sound pretty it did seem pretty hopeless back then. I think um I think that there have been issues with the club for quite a long time, even before these owners turned up. Um because like there was an article I read in the Athletic um about a month ago and it did mention it did say quite a bit about how this the previous setup was pretty um was very unprofessional and how um there was a lot that I'd also like see like how there was barely any money being put into um into the club, into the facilities or equipment and all that and it was it just it was pretty uh, very very non league to be honest. But um and then, to be fair, since then there have been some improvements that have been made to the ground, and they have invested in some equip like better equipment and a new training facility, and that all that kind of thing. But so it's not like as if they're just trying to do a thing on the cheap like the previous the previous owners were. But um, it's just well, the footballing decisions have just been like they, in terms of 
um, play in terms of like the players uh, who who they've brought in, who they've got rid of, and also the um, pick and also uh, picking managers and like person also like um, one of the work probably like one of the most incompetent directors of football. Um, I think in the whole EFL, then that's unfortunately it's just it's just gonna not not gonna end in glory. Let's be honest. Does all of that stuff on the pitch then, does that override all the good that you've just mentioned there that they're doing off of it? Um, I think it's only had a fair light. I mean, like some of the fan base, like they, I've noticed there are some, like it seems like some of the fan base are quite divided as well. Um, there's a lot of like quite angry and there's always like loads of angry responses you see on online like whenever whenever anything like especially especially after a bad result or so or after certain decision is made but um but yeah so i think um it is yeah like it's not it's not not a great atmosphere at the moment and hopefully well hopefully if you do stay up hopefully there'll be time to just totally rebuild like rebuild from the bottom and then just um yeah, and and then just try just rethink things, and then we'll see. How, and then hopefully, ne- the next campaign ends up being a lot, being somewhat better. But I think I think it could take quite a while for it to for the whole club to be rebuilt, though. Are there are there actual any protests happening during the games or at the games when when they're going on? Um, so there are. I have heard quite a few uh, anti like chants have been protesting against the owners. Um, didn't hear any any too much in the last home game, partly because I think partly because everyone was just shell shots at being four 0 down after half an hour, and um, yeah, but um, I think you have to see what happens. I mean, they probably will get louder unless if the team unless if the team does recover a bit and turns turns the form around. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think yeah, I mean, it's it's just not not ideal to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, um, it certainly sounds like it. I mean, it, it is weird, isn't it? Because obviously at the start of the season, or before the start of the season, because Wagme took the club over, you know, what are we getting on for sort of 10 months ago now? Um, there was all this hope and expectation, not just through from Crawley fans, but, you know, you were being built up because you had money. You know, you signed Dom Telford, last year's, you know, top goal scorer in League Two. You're sort of looking at it and going, yes, we, we've gone and got that that amazing striker now. And yet he scored eight for you I so far? I think he scored 10 goals in all competitions. Right, okay. Yeah. Um, but no, the issue has been mainly with him. It's just that the way that he's been like, it's just more the service to him just hasn't been great. And it seems like multiple managers they haven't really worked out how to play, how how best to play with him. Like sometimes I've seen quite a few games and players just lump it up to him. And you know, someone who's quite a short, quite a short striker and all that. That's that. It's never never a good idea, a good idea, especially when especially when you see um, how big some of the defenders are in this league. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Mm. You took it going uh, back to managers a little bit. Scott Lindsay obviously comes in January. It turns out that he's got about two or three weeks to get yourself together. So you got three games postponed we did, while he was yeah. there. Um, so he's waiting and waiting for his first game, but actually that probably gives him a bit of time to get used to the squad and that. So probably not such a bad thing. You then come first game, beat Salford 3-2. Great result for you. Does 
do you kind of think at that point we got i mean firstly let's rewind a little bit to the Lindsay situation and in terms of getting him from swindon was that a bit of a surprise do you think um I mean, I was surprised that, to be honest, that any manager would want to come to us, to be honest, with everything that went on, everything that went on in, around the Christmas period. But, um, and it, I did also mean it with it. it was a bit late bringing some players in as well, which was, I mean, it was just kind of, which was probably, it was just a bit annoying. But normally there's not that many options available in the January market. So I don't really know, like, but, um, I think it's more there are quite quite a few quite a few um experienced players did leave too like um but I think the three of three of them ended up ends up going to the league below so and they're not really been playing I think that they did contribute quite a bit to the prop to um the bad like the the awful first half of the season so I'm not I wasn't as fussed about them leaving as uh, quite quite a few other fans were yeah it seems like. Swindon fans at the time seem to be not that fussed about Lindsay going, but no, um, I mean they've not really. I mean, to be honest, I think they. I actually think their club is a bit of a mess as well. To be like behind the scenes, but there was a thing like where the assistant manager apparently like there was something I read that that might all fall through, and um, it's also just like how they like the amount of money that they must be paying Charlie Austin is. Oh, Charlie Austin must mm. be astronomical for this. Um, for this league, yeah, yes, yeah, man. It's always the risk as well, isn't it? But um, mm. yeah, but as I say, beats all for three two, and then you haven't won since. That you got a draw home to Crew in like the ninety seventh minute. And that was the last, <laughs> yeah. To, and that was that yeah. one where you did it right the first half. But then there's a thing that's happened lately where just the second half, most well, the second half or whenever they go, whenever you can see the goal, it just all falls apart. Like it's like. You just wonder whether um, it, it just isn't really gone to play, and then the, and also you had things like like oh, a couple of days ago when the uh, pen got given a penalty, like great chance to get points, which might be, and then uh, ballooned it over the bar, which mm. um, that was yeah. Telford at Tramway, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Is that just confidence then through throughout the squad? Just I think a, just that real. I, I think there's just a bit. I think there's quite a few factors that have happened, um, like. Behind, I think behind this, I don't know really like how much I know about it or how much I'm allowed to say, but um, I do think that there's, I, I do think it's something that like, well, they, they, that that's partly of the thing that why the club needs rebuilding is that I think there's something that's obviously gone wrong and um, they need to just have a total reset in the summer. Like, even, no matter what happens, where where we finish at the end of the season. I think a bit of massive rebuild rebuild is required, and hopefully, well, hopefully we get a couple of people into the club who have a lot who know how to run a football club. If you know what I mean, mm. not not just somebody yeah. who's a not just somebody who's a stats mm. guy. Do you trust the owners to do that to rebuild? Um, I think <clears throat> that the issues have been more that they've. I think that they've hired the wrong people for important roles and they've also been quite naive at times with decision making um it's like whether they've tried some things that they thought might work in american sports but like like i don't know whether uh, having an owner sitting in the dugout whether that's more common in america like in the nba or the nfl i mean i don't really watch that too much so i can't really say but um is in the case in it well because unfortunately if it looks like in if you do it over uh, in football 
it just looks like oh, it just all it just says is like the the owners are picking the team and all that and that kind of thing. And there has been there has been an awful lot of speculation around whether the owners are the owners are interfering too much. Um, so yeah, so I think there is so I think there there is that problem. But then also, as I said, it's just also um, if you have a director of football who accidentally transfer lists a whole squad and said the reason why he did was because he was testing software, then. And and also um, hasn't really been the most like what should I say? Quite often though, sometimes sometimes he dodges questions like like how a politician does as well. So and that did isn't you have really a um, wasn't there a fans forum I think with him a couple of weeks ago as well? Uh, no, that was just a meeting with the uh, meeting, the, the guy who runs the uh, the supporters alliance. I think they and, oh, okay. and a couple of others. Yeah, yeah. and. Yeah. Yeah, and that's I mean, there were quite a few like dodging questions, or not really. I don't think really aren't didn't really get too many answers out of them. So yeah, and which is pretty is kind of pretty frustrating. But um, yeah, gonna talk about one player in in particular, um, formerly of this parish, uh, Caleb Chukwamika. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> that is great. I mean, because uh, he left us to to go to Villa with, you know, people were clamouring for him to play week in, week out because I think because we had such dire straits in League One, people just wanted to see a homegrown player, give him the chance. He just wasn't... I, didn't, I was never kind of massively impressed with what he was doing. I didn't think he was deserving of the move. But it happens for whatever reason. I just say no more about that. But um, <laughs> yeah, don't say joined, more, you, joined you on loan. Obviously, that initial reaction we got from you is a sign of what has happened so far. Yeah, uh, well, he has only ever he is. I don't think he's even been in the squad since Scott Lindsay joined, if I remember rightly. Um, yeah, and from the times and the have said like he, um, so he didn't play. Uh, so he, I don't think he played any games apart from like um, EFL Trophy or County Cup games when after Betsy left until and then when there was a bit when there was a little bit of an injury an injury issue that happened in December he did play a couple of times come off the bench a couple of times then but um, I'll say that I think if you're looking at how what level I'd say he's probably at from I reckon he's probably about Chichester City level or. Um, like whoever, and they're they're an eighth, they're an eighth tier club. So nice. I think I think that probably is. I I, I just think that he I just sometimes like, I just seem like he just moves the ball. He he seems like he just moves the ball backwards the whole time. He doesn't like he he just offers absolutely nothing going forwards. And um, yeah, it's just that that's and that's why I think um, I just don't think he's I just. Don't think he's good enough at all. Unfortunately, so he's not injured at the minute. He's just not played since. No, he's not. He hasn't been injured from what from what I know of. No, but um, yeah, he is just uh, yeah, he's just been terrible to be to be frank. <laughs> I, I I find that really, um, sorry, hilarious. <laughs> Gonna say it, I, I do. Um, I mean, I remember he sit for. As a cobbler, he seemed to be really selfish. Do you think that Danny would hold on to the, the ball, ball when yeah, he really yeah. should have passed it? Mm. He he was always, you know, looking to basically get the glory at every opportunity. And, and I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. Having a bit of arrogance as a striker is usually quite good, but it sounds like he's maybe lost that 
Um, also, uh, on the day when we signed him, there was a guy, someone who uh, was at my old uni, and he, who is a Northampton fan, um, and he played with Chukwemeka when he was, I think, there when like in the youth days, and he said um, he had the worst attitude out of any player he played with. Mm-hmm. Says a lot, uh, doesn't interesting. it? <laughs> interesting. Um, other side of things, Jordan Much has signed this week. Yeah. One th- uh, signed, I think, on a short-term deal, is it? Is that right? Uh, it's just until the end of the season. Until the end of the so season, yeah. yeah. So last last seen turning out for MacArthur Football Club in Australia. Um, but the Mac- one thing MacArthur. that I associate... Yeah, yeah, James MacArthur, maybe. Um, <laughs> one thing I associate with him from is is with Birmingham, is with QPR, uh, Palace, is leadership. That's kind of what you need right now, I'm imagining. Oh, yeah, massively. And uh, that was why I thought when I signed... I mean, it was totally out of the blue as well, like this, mm. this evening that I didn't hear anything from any... Like, I didn't hear anything from any good journalists as well, leads like saying about it. It was just all like, oh, oh, that's interesting. Though. And to be fair, having look, looking at the mid... I mean, he probably... It might be badly what we need because the midfield has just been totally non-existent for most of the season. So... Um, I feel like we need to have just a guy in, somebody who just can offer a bit of protection to the back four, be willing to put a tackle in. Like, because sometimes that is a bit of a problem where sometimes they have players who just aren't seem to don't want to put a tackle in whenever they when they need to. And then also just even just like have a bit of leadership and just try and. Yeah, yeah, and even like maybe even create one or two chances. I know he had, does have a habit of scoring long range goals. So if he's still got that, then I mean, if if I would happily have that as long as it keeps us, well, as long as it means that we don't finish in the bottom two, then that's all I'm happy with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Danny, <laughs> that's a want... million dollar thing, isn't it? Now, sorry, uh, do you want a do you want a quick uh, game of uh, bingo? Yeah, yeah, cliche bingo. I love a good bingo. Uh, Yeah, go on. Director of football Chris Galley said this: "I'm delighted to welcome Jordan to the club." Bingo. There's one. Yeah, yeah. We've been monitoring him for a while. Yeah, tick that off. Yeah. Uh, So glad to get into the club. Can I guess one? Quality player with a vast amount of experience. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Go, go Uh, for it. What would you like to guess? Other teams in this division in the next level up were interested. Well, it doesn't say that, unfortunately. Uh, no, it doesn't say that. That was but... what was said about Travis Johnson when he signed, and uh, <laughs> and then the mate, then the couple, of, and then the mate who was a crew fan who I've done a couple of things with him this season as well, and he said, "Oh no, no, there was no, that wasn't necessarily true, and there were there weren't any <laughs> League One clubs interested in him." And uh, yeah, I can see why, to be honest, from most of the times I've seen him play this season. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna bring it to um, towards predictions, but first, uh, gotta ask you three uh, three games in hand on Hartlepool above you. Keith Curl has left them now, so that gives them more of a chance, I would imagine. Uh, but they're as I say two, <laughs> three points, three games in hand on them, two points behind on them. I mean, which position position would you rather be in at the moment, yours or theirs? Well, obviously, you'd rather have the you would rather have the points and the games in hand. I think that's pretty uh, pretty clear. Just because, um, well, because you could have the games in hand, but then you might if you mark them up, then you'll well then yeah, is but you so you can't really think like you can't really think like that. I think it's more, but it's also the case of but 
I think is also as well. You have to look at see who who still got to play and all that. And still, I think pretty much all the teams around around our position, apart from Gillingham, we still we still have to play them. So I think mm. those are going to be the games that are going to be crucial. Not not to you be honest. Heart. I mean, not not some. I think um, this Saturday. I mean, obviously it'd be obviously a point. I think if we get get a point or a win, that would be absolutely massive. But um, I'm not sure if it'll necessarily define uh, see how how a season's going to go just because of like the different league positions and the fact that we've not won an away game since um, Easter last year. <laughs> yeah, um, you got Hartlepool away. Um towards the end of the season, it was penultimate away game. Uh, yeah. So you can, you know, you can keep it going to a little bit longer, that run. Um, but then I just noticed the last day of the season, Swindon away, cruel twist of fate. That is. <laughs> Scott Lindsay going well, back to Swindon. God knows last day of the season. If, if <laughs> that ends up, or Swindon, what Swindon fans would be like if, um, we, if we need to win that game, stay up or something like that. Yeah. Then because they might need it to get into the playoffs as well and all that kind of stuff. Um but, but looking at it now, are you are you panicking yet? Are you are you confident you're gonna get out of it? Um from what I've seen, uh well, Saturday, last Saturday I would have said no because it just it was just painful. I mean like it would have probably I think it would have been double figures if if Carlisle hadn't like even though like the manager actually admitted, oh, we we took our foot off the pedal because we were trying to save energy for uh, forthcoming games. So um, oh, I I heard your goalkeeper played a blinder when you were five goals down. <laughs> he, he kept one out to make sure it didn't go to six. <laughs> but, yeah, what Crawley's Twitter handle? Oh, yeah, I, I mean the problem is so we haven't. Yeah, I mean don't get me started. Goal kick, goal kick, goalies. Um, uh, Anyway, he ends up he got dropped in the end for um, Corey Adai on Tuesday. So and that kind of shows that he he, did, he had a pretty had a pretty had a nightmare to be honest. But um, but uh, but I think um, I think obviously I I think if we don't beat Harrogate uh, next weekend, then I would really really start to get into panic mode. Yeah, because if if you can't beat Harrogate, you really are crap. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> yeah. Stephen. It's, it's the way it is. And especially if we fail to beat Rochdale at the end of the month. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. If, if, yeah. If, if we do not win, if we Red fail Bulls. to win that game, then I think, I think, um, yeah, we need to. Start, I think we have to stop preparing for non-league because, I mean, <sighs> it's one of those, mate. At the end of the day. Any team that that just can't beat Rochdale deserves to get relegated. I, I think <laughs> it's just a simple fact of life. I'm afraid. Or any team that felt, Mudgy, we failed. To, like Mudgy has been the last few seasons when we failed to beat the two teams that have gone down, like either home, home or away. Mm. So that has been. So I mean, I did wonder whether because there was a big change that happened in the summer, but uh, with the with obviously the manager and all that, but. Um, but obviously, uh, well, it's ended up we we've basically become become one of those teams. So, it's just mm. yeah. All right. Uh, should we come on to predictions then, Charles? Predict it. I'll come to you first. Yes. Predict it. Let's predict it. Saturday three o'clock. You go in, Charles. You're going up there. I am down there. Sorry for you. Down there for me. Um, yeah. Just a reminder before we make your prediction, Crawley have not won away in the league all season. <laughs> so what could possibly go wrong with your Everything. prediction? Everything. 
Oh dear, funny. Uh, I'm in hospitality, as I said before. Oh, so, uh, hospitality. I'm going to I'm going to enjoy a padded seat uh, that has a very high rating, and yes, uh, it does. Yeah, enjoy some stand up bingo and yeah, uh, some lovely food, um, yeah. which is always good, and uh, some great company as well. I'd like to say thank you to Chris for inviting me to go which is going to be lovely lovely old day uh i don't think anything could possibly ruin it danny i'm telling you now <laughs> seven nil cobblers oh my giddy arm <laughs> seven because because I, seven i'm going to i'm going to um uh you know call on the spirit of the not yet past david buchanan and say oh. one of these days we're going to absolutely thrash someone so therefore, seven nil. Seven nil. Seven. Oh, isn't that the one that Dean Austin kept talking about as well? That one one day we're going to absolutely hammer someone. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was back then. Yeah, David Buchanan yeah, came then. in. David Buchanan back, so, yeah. back then. So yeah. 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 Good stuff. So seven nil. Maybe, maybe, maybe just because I know Matt Salmons will cry with the word seven being used. Maybe I'll go for eight. Oh, eight nil. There the you go. Crikey. 8-0. I've gone 8-0 <laughs> just, just right. to eight stop nil. Matt Simon's crying. There you go. Okay. Right. Uh, Stephen, <laughs> what's the predictions for this one? For, for you, you said a point will be a good point for you. Um, and you're, you're, you're talking about if you concede one, you do start to collapse a little bit. So for you, if you get the first goal, that's probably your best way of getting anything. From however, the game, but sorry to interrupt, but however, on, uh, every time we've seemed to score, like if we're going front away, uh, we can see pretty much like straight, literally like immediately afterwards. And that's been a thing that has been reoccurring for games, um, away, away matches this season. And it's, bloody annoying so it's like that, that's mm. what i mean whether that i think there might be whether there's something like with the mentality like whether is it that do they get like with too overexcited when they when we score when we go in front or something but um yeah well if, if it was eight nil though then i reckon that i think i might have to stay off i might have to stay off the internet for um for a week <laughs> because uh, i think i think you'd be all right what are you going for, for this? <laughs> more, more, more because just see what what some of our fans how some of our fans would react would react as well as um other clubs fans probably taking the mickey out of me but um as for the score prediction, uh, I'm not feeling confident about this, to be honest, if way, but I, I, think, I think we might lose 1-0. Probably, probably be one that goes in off, goes in off uh, Hoskins' bum or something like that. But that, yeah, that's we'll just... Take what, what, He'd that take it right now. He'd take, take it, it right all now. day. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to go 2-1 for this one. I think it's going to be a bit scrappy. Oh. Scrappy-do. Oh. Scrappy-do. I think we might go 2 0 up and then Crawley might score um, late oh. on to give us the jitters. But we'll yeah, creep, creep over that line. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but there we go. Um, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, pleasure to have you on. Um, anything, uh, where can we find you on Twitter? Uh, so if you just type my name, Stephen Dimmock, on there and then you'll, uh, you'll find me. You'll, you should find me on there. Yeah. Nice one. Thanks so much for coming on, uh, Charles. We'll talk about this one on Tuesday as well as, mm. of course, the double header yes. this weekend. So Head get on down twice. to 
six fields twice this weekend. Yes. Uh, Sunday, obviously, NTFC women welcoming Sporting Causa to six fields for their second game at six fields this season. Let's try and beat that total of 1,111, I want to say. Just 1,011. Uh, uh, sorry, just 1,011. Sorry, yeah, it's mm-hmm. 1,011. Let's, beat, let's get that beat. Gates open at 12 o'clock. Only a fiver if you buy tickets in advance. Free for under-18s. Free for season ticket holders. There's no reason mm-hmm. not to go and support the women. It'll be an amazing afternoon. Do get down there. Um, great atmosphere. There's a blog up on our website right now, giving you 10 good reasons. 10 good reasons to go and do that. There's lots more, but do go and check out the women as well this weekend. Let's have a double header of wins, shall we? Let's do it. We'll be back with all of our thoughts on all of that weekend on Tuesday. We'll see you then. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.